before we start, before we begin, I'd like to worship God uh, with this song, This Is My Desire. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. thanks and praise for your goodness. Lord, we commit, Lord, this time into your loving hands. Holy Spirit, we invite your presence. Fill this sanctuary, O oh God. Stir every heart, O oh God. Speak to us this morning. Lord, we do not want to hear the word of a man. We want to hear you speak, O oh God. Anoint my lips. Anoint all of us here this morning. That the name of Jesus alone will be glorified. We want to thank you and praise you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated. All right, children, I want to speak to all of you. All right, kids. Kids, kids, look at me. God is not only going to speak to the adult, God is going to speak to all of you. Alright? So, be listening because one of those words is going to touch your heart. Amen? 
Hallelujah. Good morning, beloved children of God. My name is Joshua Naidu. I'm orig originally from Singapore, but I've been serving in, as a missionary in Thailand for almost two decades. All right. Uh, behind every man, there's an amazing woman. Woo! Woo, woo, woo! Huh. All right. This week, I'm celebrating 28 years being married to my better half, Margaret. Margaret, can you please stand? All right, for all you ex-Malaysian, my wife is a Malaysian. So treat her well. <laughs> Actually, every time I come to Melbourne, all of you have treated us very, very well. So well, right, my six-pack is disappearing. All right, last week, it's a little looser, my shirt, but this week, it's a little tighter. So I give thanks to God. <laughs> and every time I come here, I feel like Benjamin, the youngest brother of Joseph, because during mealtime, he always get double portion. <laughs> so, man, I'm full. But today, we want to be filled with the Word of God. Amen? All right. Uh, firstly, I want to thank God for this opportunity to encourage all of you. I send greetings from Ubon and from your very own, Brian Ao. All right, okay. Thank you for partnering with us. And thank you for looking after my, my girl, Esther Joy. Esther, please stand up. Now, I want to thank God for bringing Esther to this community where she can grow in the Lord and where she can serve. Are you blessed to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. In Ephesians, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. My brothers and sisters, all of us here, just by the fact that we are here, we are so blessed. Do you know why? Because you have encountered Jesus Christ. Amen? Jesus is the reason why we are here. In Psalms 23 verse 6, it reads, Surely your goodness and your unfailing love, Lord, will pursue us all the days of our lives. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely is the, the word with certainty. His unconditional love, unmerited favor, His grace is chasing all of you. I repeat, God's unconditional, 
unmerited favor and love is pursuing you. No matter what you are going through, remember this. The word pursue in Hebrew is the word yerit funi. What it means is a hunter is seeking out his prey. That is what the unconditional love, favor, and mercy of God is doing. It is pursuing all of you. I just felt that some of you have gone through some trial. And even coming here is for you, it's like, God, this is the last straw. I do not know what I'm going to do. And God is telling you, son and daughter, I'm pursuing you. Do not give up. This is the word for you. You need to hear this. Amen? Hallelujah. Before I begin with a message, you know, something has been bubbling in my heart the first time I came here. And last week when I came here for the children ministry, that same bubbling in my heart, God is going to do something new in this place. The Spirit of God wants to move in this place. Right? I see a field and I see God building ditches. He's going to pour fresh water. And the water goes going to refreshes the land. The water is the Spirit of God. The ditches are His children and the land is out there. The loss. They need this good news. Exciting times await you, my brothers and sisters. You are in the cups of something great that God wants to do in this place. And my dad is inviting all of you, come to be part of what he's about to do. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. I want the kids say amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, FGA has been such bless blessing. For the last two years, you have brought teams to Ubon. And I want to tell you, those guys, led by James, they help open doors for us. We are targeting three unreached districts in where we are serving, where there's no church and no believer. Because they came, working alongside with us, the door has been opened. Now we are able to go to those places. We are invited. So thank you, FGA Melbourne. Amen? The word I got for all of you today is, with great blessings comes great responsibility. If you are a Marvel fan, you will know where that came from. Right? It came from Spider-Man. It's talking about power. But for us, it's blessing. Actually, in the first century BC, there's a Greek parable called the Sword of Democles. It said, power 
It's a privilege simply not to be enjoyed, but we are accountable to how we make use of it. In the Word of God, the Bible teaches us clearly that our dad will definitely bless us. And in doing so, all of us will be a blessing to those who do not yet know Jesus Christ. Where is that taken from? That is the Abrahamic call. Can we read this together? One, two, three. That's the Abrahamic call. That surely God will bless us. How many of you have received so much of blessing? Raise up your hand. Amen. All hands is supposed to be raised. Thank you, Jesus. And the blessing that we receive, we are called to bless others. Amen? I would like to share my story. Right? In 2004, I just bought this Three, a two-bedroom apartment in, in Singapore. To me and my wife, that is our dream apartment. We were so contented and so happy. I went on a mission trip to where Aaron and Stephanie are going, to Kalimantan. Not too far from New Hope. I was doing some ministry. When I came back, God spoke to me. Joshua, Get ready. It is time to move. My wife was in Malaysia with her family. I immediately called her. I said, hey, Margaret, I just stepped into the house. Our one-week-old house, we just renovated and we went on holiday. I just stepped in. I'm oh, sorry, on a mission trip. I just stepped in. It's like a holiday, actually. I stepped in and the Lord spoke to me. Time to go. You know what my wife replied? I felt it too. Then we went on a journey of discovering God's purposes and plan. We got ourselves trained. And then in 2004, we moved to Thailand. And then we only have two kids. Esther was six, Carissa was coming to three. And now God has blessed us with two more, Amanda and Joanna, four of them in our life. God said, be fruitful and multiply. Thank you, Lord. 
You know, so thank you, Jesus. To do what? To reach the least, the last, and the lost. To go to where we are not. This is a map of Thailand. And in that almost square, that region is called Isan. This is a people group. The shawl that Brian and Pat wore is an Isan shawl. Can you please stand up again? Oh, sorry, James. What did I say, Brian? Sorry, James. Maybe you're called to Thailand too. <laughs> All right. It's a shawl that the men will wear on their waist or on their head. Right? When it's hot, they will just wipe their face. When they're dirty, they just clean their hand. All right? So, a little bit about Isan. Isan is a people group in Thailand. They made up about one-third of the Thai population. In 22 provinces, there are 22 million people. But here is the thing I want to share with you. There is less than 1% Christian. It's actually only 0.1%. What does that mean? 99.82% will perish to a Christless eternity. This is the map of Ubon. It's in the easternmost part of Thailand. The population is 2 million. The Christian population is 0.18%. So we prayed. God said, Isan. And we prayed further. God said, Ubon. And we promptly moved. Initially, there was only two of us in our team. It's me and my wife. And there was Esther and Carissa. Like I said later, God bless us with two more. So there are six of us. Right? And through the years, God added into our team. And this is basically what we do. This is my passion. First, to reach the lost, to disciple them, to train them, to equip, to empower, and to release them to what God has called them to do. And this is the work that we are currently doing, actively engaging in. Right, we are doing in a hospital ministry. We conduct training, discipleship training school, dis discipleship Bible school, children ministry, church planting, and football ministry. And prison juvenile, and we do school outreach. All that with one intention, to bring those people to Jesus Christ. And I'll share about the project that I think should have been completed on Friday. We built this place, I call it our home in Thai, Ban Hao. We built uh, three houses, two for abandoned babies. Thailand has one of the highest rate of pregnant teens in the world. And every month, babies are being abandoned. In the, in the toilet, in the rice field, 
in the rubbish dump, and even in the hospital. Yeah, in the toilet. Thank you for listening. So, in 2006, God gave me this word. Early in the morning, I got up at 3 in the morning. I could not go back to sleep. I was walking up and down. I said, God, do you want to speak to me? God said, yes. He gave me two words, teen pregnancy and teenage, sorry, abandoned babies. I went to research. I found how bad the problem is. With that, we started a foundation. And with that, we purchased this land in 2012. And today, 2023, we are almost ready to begin. And one house, we have kept it as a safe house for children that has been rescued from human trafficking. The social welfare, which we work very closely, came and approached us one day and he said, hey, Joshua, you know, we're working with so many foundations, with so many people, but we trust you guys. We're gonna, we want you to start a safe house. You know, because families sell their kids. And sometimes there'll be truck driving in the street when they see children, boys or girls, walking on their own, the van will stop or the door will be open and they'll grab the kids. And the kids just disappeared. Also, there is an urgent need for us to not only rescue the children and to have a safe house. Are you in? I said, of course I'm in. Because me and my wife used to go to the border between Cambodia and Thailand. And we were reaching out to street kids. And those street kids were owned by the mafias. Right? They only get one meal a day. We went there, we fed them, so the kids got two meals. And we were praying, God, how do we rescue those kids? So that has been in our heart. I'd like to share. Like I said, after we train them, we equip them, we empower them, and we release them. We have started, or my, those people that were once working with us, God has called them and they have started ministry elsewhere. You see the Poipet Slum Ministry? You see that lady? Her name is Nui. Nui suffered from ENT cancer. Nose, ear, throat. Right, and... She was, at that time, she was pregnant. You know, and because she was pregnant, she refused to go for any treatment or because that would have affect the baby. Actually, the, doc- the doctor will want her to abort the baby. She refused all that, did not go for any treatment. Nine months later, her son was born. When the son was born, Nui was blind in one eye. This eyes, the eyeball, was shifted to the end. She was only skin and bone. She was bleeding from the nose, from the mouth. She was in the hospital, and the baby was next to her. I went to visit her. Nui came to me 
No, I came to you. I came to you and you said, P. Josh, please take Prem Pri as your son. Look after him because I don't think I'm going to make it. I said, Nui, no. You're going to raise Prem Pri. She said, I don't think I can make it. No, Nui, I'll pray for you. You're going to make it. Nui recovered. She came to Ubon, served with us. She started the cancer hospital ministry and through that, through that she planted a church. And then five years while serving with us, a door was opened in Sydney. There was a Thai church. They need a Thai pastor. And someone who knows about Nui said, Nui, I got the good news for you. The door is open for you to come to Sydney to be the Thai pastor and Prempri will have, a, will have a proper education. Nui was rejoicing. She was rejoicing. But one day, during worship, God spoke to Nui. Nui, not Australia. Cambodia. Nui was crying. So Nui said, God, if this is from you, you got to speak to my leader. Nui didn't know during that same worship, God spoke to me. God said to, to me, go tell Nui, not Australia, but Cambodia. So during worship, I got up. I know what this meant for her. When she got cancer, her husband left her. She's a mother, single mother with a child. I stood up. I put my hand on her shoulder. She opened her eyes and she was so shocked. She was actually frightened of what I was about to say. I said, yes, P. Josh, you have anything? I said, Nui, I know your plan. But I just want you to know that God want me to tell you this. Not Australia, but Cambodia. Nui burst out in tears. She was weeping and weeping. That was in May. In October, she packed with her son. She went to Cambodia. She started the Poipet Slum Ministry. There was a slum there with lots of kids. The kids are targeted by the mafias. I went to visit her. I saw the mafias, the way they walk. Girl by the side, gold chain so thick, it looks like the, gold, the, the, the dog chain. Right? And we said, P. Josh, this is a dangerous place. This is a cowboy town, Poipet. Lots of crime, lots of drugs. We need to rescue these children. And she promptly started this slum ministry. And that is Chet. Chet used to be in the prison. She's an ex-con. He murdered someone. Sentenced to 23 years in prison. While in prison, someone shared the gospel. A team from YWAM went in to share the gospel. Chet gave his life to Jesus. He and a few of the believers started a church in the prison. And his sentence was miraculously shortened to eight years. He came out. He joined us. 
did the DTS. And after that, he served five years with us. And then he went to another part in Isan to pioneer a YWAM ministry. He ministered to the slum, homeless, children, and in prison. And at the bottom is this family who was serving with us. They are from northern Laos. After serving in us with three years, they caught the vision for the campus student in south of Laos, which is just next to Ubon, and they left to start a campus ministry among the people in Laos. Just some story to encourage you. God used ordinary people, ordinary people, a cancer patient, an ex-con, and a family who's run a provision shop in Vientiane. If your heart is open, God will use us for His glory. My story, before I became a missionary to Thailand, and even before I was a pastor in FGA Singapore, I forgot to mention I was a pastor for nine years in FGA Singapore. I was a missionary in Singapore. What are you talking, Joshua? All are called to mission, not necessarily to Thailand, the Philippines, to wherever, but right here where you are. I found out that Melbourne is one of the most metropolitan city in the world. I asked someone, they're like about 185 nation. The nation is here. All right, so what was I doing in Singapore? I will call it my fruitful years as a, as a missionary in Singapore before God called me to be the pastor, a kid's pastor in church. I was a personal trainer in the gym. Don't look surprised. <laughs> right? Every day before I go to the gym, I'm all prayed up. Praying in the spirit, worshiping God. You know what? I said, God, use my life to be a blessing to someone in the gym today. So I promptly go to work, my workplace. I prayed to God because I love, I love fitness. When I applied to be a personal trainer, I actually commended to the Lord. Lord, I want to be a personal trainer. God said, I'm going to grant you your heart desire. I got a job. It's from the Lord. It's a gift from God. God has a purpose, right? So in the gym, I am actively on a lookout. God, who do you want me to speak to? There was once there was this lady... She was on a rowing machine. God just spoke to me. Joshua, tell her how much I love her. I do not know her. I don't even know her name. I went to her. Excuse me. I just want to share something to you. Please don't be shocked or be surprised. God say, I love you very much. You know what that lady did? She just released the rowing machine. Boom! And then she cried. 
Everybody in the gym was looking at us. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I said, do you want to leave the gym? So she left. She said, what's your story? She said, my brother and sister gave their life to Jesus and they are praying, inviting me to church. I have rejected them all the time. And you, a total stranger, came to me and tell me that God loves me. I said, then what do you want to do? Do you want to give your life to Jesus? She said, yes. I led her to the sinner prayer that day. There were many, many such stories when I was a missionary in Singapore. People working out, I'm talking to them, and God would just give me words. Tell them this. Tell them that. So I promptly obeyed. And those people gave their life to Jesus Christ. And then later on, I was doing insurance. Also felt led by the Lord to do insurance. Every morning, no, my leader said, hey, you got to cold call everybody. Cold call, 10 call every day. I said, God, tell me who to call. And God will prompt names. I will call them. I said, God, is this business or is this salvation? <laughs> that is the truth, guys. That's how I operate. God said, this is salvation. I could meet them, share with them. But, you know, guess what? At the same time, God also give business. <laughs> there was a lawyer, gave his life to the Lord. There was an accountant, gave his life to the Lord. Those days were so fruitful. I look back with fond memories because that was my mission field. I got good news for all of you. Wherever you're at, that is your mission field. Will you respond to God today? Full gospel assembly. Full gospel. You guys believe in the complete gospel. Do you know what gospel means? Gospel means good news. How? I want to share the context of the word good news. In the days of old, in the Bible, there is no WhatsApp, no Twitter, no newspaper. When there is a news to be announced, word by mouth. And this word good news is usually declared and proclaimed out loud. When? When, do, when a new king is in town. When there's a new Caesar in Rome, this is what they're going to do. The people will walk in the street and they will shout, Good news! Good news! We have a new king! Good news! Good news! We have a new king! Guys, we have a new king. Yes. 
His name is King Jesus. And who's going to declare that? It's us. We are the one. Our king is here. We are the one who's going to declare the good news. That is what gospel means. That is what those people in the time of Jesus, this is what they did. They shout out from the rooftop, guys, we have a new king. His name is Jesus. Amen? Church is not this four wall. We are the church, the called out one. Because the word church is the word exclusia. People that have been called out from darkness. The ruler of the world want to keep the people blind. There is a ruler, but there is a new king in town. And he wants to bless and set the captives free. We are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. How many of you are blessed? Raise up your hand. It's time to share some blessing around. As we come to the last stage, the world is so dark. They need some good news. And we are the bearer of their good news. We are blessed to be a blessing. That is our mission. Your neighbors, your friends, your colleagues, even your enemies. Will you respond to him? Will you respond to him? That is the full gospel. God is going to do a new thing. He cannot do it on his own. He wants his people. If you hear the word of God today, will you not harden you? I pray that you will not harden your heart. But you will say, God, here I am. Let me be a blessing. Can you say amen? amen? I will bless you and through you, all families will be blessed. Jesus paraphrased Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3. Can we read Matthew 28? 19 to 20. One, two, three. Amen. Therefore, go. 
What does it mean? I'll tell you what it means. Yes, you are going. Go make disciple. As you are going to work, go make disciple. As you are going on holiday, go make disciple. As you are going to school, go make disciple. As you are going for dinner, go make disciple. That is a lifestyle. That is a lifestyle. Yes, you can go on a short-term mission. Yes, you can pray. Yes, you can give. But here at home, as you are going, be intentional because there are yet so many who do not know the good news. I was talking with James. James, Melbourne, there's a lot of churches. On Sunday, people go to church. James said, nah, that was maybe a generation ago. Right now, Melbourne need Jesus. Amen. Will you respond to the call of God? Will you say, God, let my life be a blessing. If that is your heart, I invite you to stand as a commitment to the Lord. Yes, Lord. Bless me so that my life will be a blessing. Thank you. Mission is not something that we do it is a way of life it's who we are Lord Jesus you see those standing up Lord Jesus work in our hearts Work deep in our hearts, Lord. Love you, Lord. Guys, just be in the presence. The Holy Spirit is here. God is working. Hallelujah. There is a new king in town. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, stir in our hearts. Open doors. Give us opportunity to declare Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, you see all the head, those who are standing.